I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, sisters, and to be quite honest, I have had a little bit of a vulnerability hangover since our episode on Monday because I was like, oh, this feels heavy and this is a totally different tone. And, you know, I was sitting with it for a little bit of like, why did I feel like I needed to go there? And as I was, as I was preparing for today's episode, I was like, ah, <laughs> I know why we had to go there. So we could go here today. So I have a beautiful conversation ready to go for you. And we're going to be diving a little bit deeper of where we left off on Monday, but we're bringing it back to why we do this work to begin with. And the reason that we do this work is so we can learn how to hear our truth through all the noise that's out there in the world and all of the self-doubt that our insecurities create for us. So on Monday, I talked about the ways in which we lose our wildness, the ways we let someone else's opinion of us become our truth instead of standing powerfully in our own sense of self and the heartbreak that this causes for us. It's why we have that sense of wanting more or knowing that there's more for us. It's that feeling we just can't seem to shake because we were meant to be wild, to be fully expressed, to be who we are. And our soul knows it. That's why we hurt because we aren't living by our soul's truth. And instead we're living by our self-doubt. So how do we make this switch? Because this is kind of important, right? How do we start living by our soul's truth instead of self-doubt? How do we reclaim our wildness and cultivate the courage to be who we are and express that in the world? Here's what I know. (laughs) If this were an easy answer, I would not have a job. (laughs) And I want to start here because I hear so often from so many of my clients that they think something is wrong with them because they don't have this all figured out. And if I were to be completely honest, I experienced this too of like, God, shouldn't I have this all figured out by now? But the truth is none of us have it all figured out. (laughs) The journey of reclaiming our wildness and being fully expressed in the world is a lifelong journey of digging and excavating, healing and nurturing, releasing and reclaiming, and opening ourselves to give and receive all the things our soul knows we deserve. And this journey is expansive. It's layer upon layer, always moving deeper and closer to what our soul wants now. And that now part is really important. Our soul only works in the now. What feels good now? What does it want now? What is your truth Now, it doesn't work in forever. And it took me a long time to figure that out. (laughs) For years, I thought if I could just clarify the answer to who I was and what I wanted and started moving in that direction, I'd have it all figured out. But to no avail, once I'd start moving in that direction, things would start to shift again. Other things would start opening up. New desires would come to the surface. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) How am I ever supposed to get to this place where I'm living a fully expressed life when the way my soul wants to express itself continues to shift? 
that's when I realized that our soul only gives us the information we need now to take the next step. It's not going to give you the whole picture because the truth is we probably couldn't handle the whole picture. And I want you to think about this for a second. If you were to think back to 10 years ago, to who you were then and where you are now, would you have believed that all the things that have happened in the past decade would happen just as they did and you'd be right where you are right now? And that's something to really sit with and think about. Maybe even journal on it. Think back to where you were and who you were 10 years ago. Could you even imagine being the person that you are now? Being where you are now? For me, that's kind of a no-brainer, right? I might have had visions of some things that I've wanted, and some of those things have totally come to manifest, but they look totally different than I imagined them, right? And I think this is the case because our soul knows what it's doing. (laughs) But because we aren't given the whole picture, it can be really hard to trust all those little tiny steps that our soul asks us to take because they might not make sense as to how it fits in with our bigger vision, especially when our bigger vision is more ego-based than soul-based. What do I mean by that? I'm sure if you're anything like me, your ego has lots of great ideas of how it thinks life should look, right? But your soul might have something completely different in mind for you of who you're supposed to be in the world and the impact you're here to make. And when these things don't line up, surrendering to our soul can feel excruciatingly hard. Okay. And just like as a personal example, you guys know that I've been re-exploring church, right? And every single time I go into that church, I see a vision of me speaking on stage, bringing women closer to God. And that frightens the living hell out of me. And I'm like, who, me? No, not me. Me? Really? No, 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 that's not true. (laughs) But every single time I go back there, this vision comes to me again and again. And that is something that my soul is nudging me to do. And that doesn't necessarily line up with what my ego thinks that I need to be doing in the world. Okay. So this can really create some internal conflict. So I want you to couple that idea (laughs) that our soul is asking something of us that sometimes feels completely out of our comfort zone. And so not only are we faced with beating back against what our ego wants for us, but we're also faced with beating back against our self-doubt. That little voice of like, who, me? Who, me? That's that insecurity, right? So how do we learn to tune into the truth of our soul beyond all the noise? If you guys listened to Monday's episode, you know that I talked about a room that holds all of our insecurities. Well, there's some really valuable information in there. (laughs) And I know it's really uncomfortable to go and sit with that information, but it's still valuable nonetheless. And here's why. I've shared space with hundreds of people at this point. As part of my career as a psychotherapist and now as a life coach, and I know that we know our fears incredibly more intimately than we know our truth. I'm going to say that one more time. We know our fears incredibly more intimately than we know our truth. That's why so many of us feel disconnected from who we are. We feel unclear about what it is we really want. Or we have some idea of what we want, but it's more rooted in our ego needing to be enough. 
than it is using our God-given talents to meet the impact our soul is here to make. Our soul's desires can often feel far too rooted in fun (laughs) and simply being ourselves. And there are lots of stories. I was just having a conversation this morning, actually, that a lot of us carry that our impact needs to be like serious or planned out to a T. And we tend to get lost in all the details and the how-to without taking the leap. And do you know what the opposite of details and how-to is? (laughs) Wildness. Wildness doesn't care about rules or plans or how it's all going to work out. It cares about how it can be its fullest expression. That's it. Could you imagine a wild vine growing in nature, being concerned with how tall it's going to grow? where it will grow when it runs out of room, how much light it needs to get and water it needs to absorb to ensure it grows just right. No, sister, that wild vine takes it one day at a time, growing in the direction of the light, rooting down deeper to absorb more water. It trusts there will always be room to grow so it can flower and bloom and be fully expressed. So my question is, what if we could allow ourselves to be that wild vine? To focus more so on taking that next right step, trusting that we'll grow in the direction of the light and root down deeper when we need more water or nourishment. Because we will. That's the way the soul works. It speaks to us, guiding us in those tiny steps to find more light, to absorb more water, so we can grow as wild as we can be and bloom and flower and express our gifts. But back to the room, because remember, we know our fears much more intimately than we know the truth. So how can we use this to our benefit? Our insecurities tell us all kinds of things. They tell us we're worthless, we're not good enough, we've made too many mistakes, nobody likes us, we're a horrible person, we're broken, we're unlovable, we're dirty, we're wrong, we're impure and insecure. How could we ever succeed? But what if our fears and insecurities were giving us the beautiful gift of contrast? That we could actually use these non-truths to start to hear the real truth about who we are. What if that insecurity that's telling you you're worthless is actually telling you that you're focusing far too much on what you aren't naturally gifted at and not enough on what you are? Because the truth is none of us are good at everything, truly, right? So what if you are not giving yourself the recognition that you deserve on things that you are really good at and instead focusing more so on the things that do not come easily or naturally to you? What if that insecurity that's telling you you aren't good enough is actually telling you that you made a mistake and would do things totally different now if given the chance? What that's doing is pointing you to deeper integrity of how you want to act in the future. It's all a good thing. And what if that insecurity that's telling you nobody likes you is really telling you that it's time to find your people instead of trying to please everyone? Because the truth is none of us will ever please everyone, truly. Finding your people, finding the people that that see you and get you, that acknowledge you, that encourage you, it's crucial. So maybe that insecurity is telling you you need better boundaries. You need to let some people go, right? What is the real truth here? 
because your insecurity is providing you contrast. And maybe where you start is, what's the opposite of your insecurity? What's your real truth? What if instead of being worthless, you were incredibly worthy of everything you could ever imagine? What if instead of not being good enough, you were not only good enough, but the perfect person to make the impact you're here to make? What if instead of nobody liking you, those weren't the people meant for you to begin with? They taught you a lesson about yourself and they strengthened you so you could be a better you for the people who are meant for you. I've had this happen many times in my life and the list goes on and on. But learning to hear our truth isn't just about digging to find contrast. It's learning to cultivate compassion and start speaking to yourself the way the divine would. Can you hear the voice of your soul, the voice of your highest self? Because this is one way the divine speaks to us through our own self-compassion. What does that voice sound like in your head? Have you spent time speaking to yourself the way the divine would if God were sitting in the room? Now here's where things can get interesting because if your idea of God is one who is judgmental and conditional with their love, then imagining what God would say to you right now may only bring on more words of judgment and conditions you're falling short on to be worthy of love and compassion. And if that's the case, here's where the work needs to be. Your understanding of God is interfering with your ability to receive divine love. And it's easy to get here. I've been here. I felt for years that I was constantly coming up short to being the person God wanted me to be or who I thought I was supposed to be. I didn't feel worthy of divine love. And because of that, I doubted my divinity. And because of that, it was incredibly difficult to hear the voice of my soul and know the truth about me, to know my perfection. So to heal this, it's been a long journey, my friends, one I'm still on, but a few steps that helped immensely were realizing that God wasn't here to judge me. There was never anything I could ever do that would make God disappointed in me. God isn't some entity that is here to pass out judgment or condemnation. God is here to offer grace, unconditional love, and unending encouragement to be my fullest expression in the world, for you to be your fullest expression in the world, for us to fully express the gifts God has given us. And to do that, there's wisdom that we need to gain. Wisdom we can only gain by taking seemingly wrong turns, staying in seemingly wrong relationships, going down seemingly wrong paths, all of which were never wrong. They're just a part of our soul's path to deeper awakening and deeper expression. My life has always happened for me, not to me. And I did not always believe that. And by making this one shift out of victimhood to empowerment has made a huge impact for me. So instead of looking through the lens of why did this happen to me, I ask myself, what is this here to teach me or give me? And in so doing that, instead of blaming God for the things that have happened in my life, I try and look for how God is working in my life to my highest good. So if, if this were the truth about God, that all God wanted was for us to express ourselves fully with the gifts that we've been given, how would God speak to you right now? What nickname would God use? 
Over the years, I've cultivated this voice inside of me. And that voice is my truth. And it is such a sweet, loving, compassionate voice. It often says, oh, sweet girl. Oh, sweet one. Oh, darling. That voice always sees me as a divine being walking her soul path and learning to be courageous and heal and overcome so I can fully express my gifts and purpose in the world. Can you hear that voice inside of you? What does it say? Does it remind you of who you really are? Every single time I sit with this voice, there is always something to release, something to let go of, and something to reclaim. I release non-truths and reclaim my real truth, my divinity, my worthiness, my wholeness, my holiness. Because as a child of God, that is what unites us with God. It's our fear and insecurities that separate us. Lastly, we have to learn how to recognize what non-truths feel like in our body. Wild and Holy Weekend is coming up June 16th through June 18th in New Braunfels, Texas. It's going to be an intimate retreat for 10 women. And not only are we going to be releasing non-truths and reclaiming our real truths, not only are we going to celebrate our own light by giving ourselves fierce love so we can experience personal liberation, we're also going to be getting out of our heads and into our hearts so we can hear the voice of our soul and feel it, feel what truth feels like in our bodies. You know, in episode 131, I talked about learning to trust our intuition and that our inner wisdom is not a cognitive experience. It's a physical one. And just as we learn to recognize what truth feels like in our body, we have to learn to recognize what non-truth feels like in our body and literally shake it out. Koya has been such a powerful practice for me to do just that, to literally shake out the non-truths that have taken up residence within me and giving me a way to give them back to the earth. Just as the wild vine needs rich soil full of decay to grow, we can transfer and expel our non-truths back to the earth so our vine can grow even wilder. That's the beauty of Koya, which is why I have a dear friend, Rachel Anzalone, coming to facilitate this sacred practice at Wild and Holy Weekend. I want all of us to feel the release of our non-truths leaving our bodies so we make space to reclaim our real truth. I want us to physically burn these non-truths to the ground and celebrate our inner light as we get ready to celebrate the summer solstice, the longest day of the year, the year that has the most light, and reclaim our real truths as we carry our light and liberation out into the world. We reclaim our wildness by learning to tune into the soul truth that lives within us. And we do that by cultivating that divine voice of self-compassion that we all have access to. Awakening to the idea this might mean redefining our understanding of who God is and what God wants for us and thinks of us. We need to look for the contrast that our insecurities are giving us and asking ourselves, what is the truth? What is the truth here? What is real? Because these insecurities, they're false. And physically releasing those non-truths to make room for the real truth by burning it down and shaking it out. Because the truth is, you're here to be fully expressed. 
to be that wild vine that grows toward the light and roots down to find more nourishment so you can grow faithfully, no longer getting bogged down in the details, and instead focusing on your next step, knowing the next direction will be revealed in perfect time, in divine time. I want us all to be like that wild vine, sister to grow more towards the light, to root down to the things that we need to nourish us, to clear out the space all these non-truths are taking up in our body and to reclaim the real truth of who we are and what we're here to do, how we're here to live our lives in a way that makes us feel good about the women we are becoming. So, Tickets are on sale for Wild and Holy Weekend, and it's going to be an experience. I am so freaking excited <laughs> to hold space for this event, to get back in touch with our wildness and our holiness, to create space for both of these things to exist, honor our paths, to worship together, community, sisterhood. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. So if this is calling to you, I want you to check out the show notes. Check out Wild and Holy Weekend. And if this is calling to you, buy your ticket. Come meet me in Texas. Come have some tacos. Get some hugs. <laughs> We're going to have an amazing time. Because if there's anything I want more, I want women to be living by their truth, by their courage and giving themselves the permission they need to fully express themselves in the world because that's what the world needs. I will see you guys in a couple of days for another Motivational Monday. Until then, have a beautiful weekend. Mm-hmm.